0: Welcome to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. We're a few days removed from that uh, epic shit show in Atlanta. So I think we're all in a much better frame of mind. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the Lions game. So, Nick, give me some opening thoughts. What do you think? What do you feel? What's going to happen?
1: Um, I guess our key to victory this week is luck. I don't think there's <laughs> any way... <laughs> we can beat this team playing like we've played. I mean, 0% chance. Um, I'm not even as high on them as both of you guys are. I believe Corey's kind of in Max's court with Detroit and, you know, their prospects for the postseason and everything. I think they're the, the the top second tier team in in the NFC behind San Fran and and the Eagles and, you know, kind of in that Dallas category. Um, But, this team's playing so much better than us. It's not even funny. And they just laid an egg on Thanksgiving. I have a tough time believing it happens two weeks in a row. So I, I don't see a great path to victory, but I would say it starts with the defensive line. Getting pressure on golf will be the only chance we have. And I have no idea how we would do that.
0: Just- well, to sum up what Nick said, he is saying pound the Detroit money line this weekend. So, Coy, what you well, got for me, man? Or the spread. The spread's only four and a half right now. Jesus God, it's criminally low.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a mix. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm firmly with Nick. Uh, surprisingly, uh, it, it's going to take luck. It's going <laughs> to just luck. Uh, the ball is going to have to bounce our way if it pops out, literally. Uh, the penalties, the refs are going to have to be on our side. We're going to need every margin, every small advantage we can get. And – I will say you mentioned Goff. I think the one advantage, it's the first time I feel like in a long time we've seen just a pocket passer. I feel like every game has been a guy who can threaten you with running. Now, if we completely leave him open, yeah, Goff can like get that annoying five, seven yards, but he's not anything like uh, Ritter, Dobbs, uh, even Tyson, Tyler, Bagent. That that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. he's a statue. That's the one of the. If I'm looking at the team, and and it's not Nick that I necessarily think they're gonna they're like potential NFC conference champions. It's it's not necessarily that I think the lines are so good. It's just that they love to. I mean, they're a hard nosed, physically minded team with Dan Campbell at the helm. They've got uh, you know, what Singletary and and Gibbs toting the rock. I mean, they, they can run it if they want to, but the one positive thing. Singletary. Singletary sing, who's Montgomery? There? Montgomery. Montgomery. There right. you go. Montgomery. Yeah, I know who we're playing next week. Montgomery, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> that's Samsonite.
0: That's it. Um, well, you said Singletary, and at first I thought you were talking about the coaching staff. I'm like, wait a minute. No, like Singletary? No, right I, just com-
2: I just completely fucked that up. It's,
0: it's Montgomery. Thank you. <laughs> there <we> go. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on.
2: Yeah, as you were. Uh, yes, their running backs can run it if they want to. If they choose to, they can do it. Uh, so matchups don't like it, but the one positive is, Hey, it's not a mobile quarterback. Maybe, maybe we can do something about that.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up though. You know, that, that's a fantastic point because golf is not going to run. I mean, he would need to have the entire side of the, left side of the field like wide open with a, a herd of blockers for him to get more than five yards. Look,
2: our defense has proven they can do a lot of surprising things this year, even on the negative side.
0: But yeah. you're, you're right. He would need
2: like, the whole field. Would he would need out. a whole
0: convoy. But yeah. uh, no, back to, to Nick's original point, I think luck is going to be the, uh, the biggest thing that would impact the game for us to win. You know, I just don't see, I really don't see any way we win this game. We're so banged up right now. You know, look at it from uh, the offensive perspective. Olave, good possibility he misses the game, considering that the concussion protocols have gotten a lot stricter this year. Um, Shahid, it looks like he's going to be out with an ankle issue. You know, you got uh, Michael Thomas is obviously already out. So you're looking at Lynn Bowden, Keith Kirkwood, A.T. Perry. I mean, that's... That's a pretty grim scenario, man. That brings us back to a couple of years ago when we had uh, Callaway running as the number one. I think Deontay Hardy was the number isn't, two. Isn't Callaway back on the team now? He, he's on the practice squad. He's <laughs> on the for, practice squad. Look so we'll for the see. elevation.
2: There's going to be enough other guys inactive.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I actually saw Dennis Allen reference something that uh, Jimmy Graham might be part of the the uh, solution if we're we're so low on wide receivers. Yeah. Which, but I don't, that doesn't inspire confidence at all. You know, he's basically he well, retired two years ago, and he he's still retired
2: <laughs> beyond literally not being able to put stock in a goddamn thing Dennis Allen has said this year. He has also tried to pump the Jimmy Graham fairy dust up our ass all year to no avail, you know, like you, the one game you keep this, not the one, but like one of the games you're going to keep this guy out of was Atlanta. You know, the gold posts there were like, Oh, thank God. Whenever they announced that news, you know, and it, it's, we could have maybe we probably could have used him. I mean, I don't like, think he can reach the goalpost anymore. Uh, debatable, but still, you know, it's, it's like, he says it, I don't know. I'll see it. I believe we want to see it with Jimmy Graham and the, whatever DA says about him. Um, but yeah, it, it, the injuries are not, they, they suck. Uh, there are a lot to overcome. And also too this whole message of like, we're working really hard to fix it. Okay. You said that all year. That's lip service, man. Stop they, it. they haven't
0: fixed a fucking and, thing.
2: But it, more practically speaking, I look at it. It's like if, if what we saw in Atlanta was what you do with an entire bye week You know, what, what are you going to change? Like, how are you going to make it different in a week against a formidable opponent? You know, what, what are we really, how can we really expect anything to be different? You know, and it. What would you do, Corey? What would I do? I would make them run gassers. Just, just. uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, from a game plan standpoint, what would, like, what would you do this week, knowing the situation with the injuries and like, what would be your approach to just
0: well, well, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before you answer, Corey, okay. before you answer, let's go ahead and set the table for this because we're uh, going to be down your top three wide receivers. Yeah, We have not had a run more than 21 yards this season from a running back. We cannot run the ball at all. So our quarterback sucks. Now, what would you do? Not to set the scenario. <laughs> okay. So most generally from a big picture
2: perspective, you, you can't show any more than like – of what you've already put on tape. Like you have to change things up from a general standpoint. You know, they've been game plan. You can't just say, oh, we're down Mike Thomas, Shahid, and uh, Olave, and just think that, okay, so we're going to run that with Kirkwood, A.T. Perry, and Lynn Bowden. No, that's not going to work. So work to your strengths. Okay, so now you've got Lynn Bowden out there who you know is a fantastic blocker. You've got A.T. Perry who can go high points and balls, presumably as long as he does, <laughs> doesn't think he went. When he uh, runs the route. Did yeah. you hear what he, he <laughs> what that was? He thought he false started, and he thought he heard a whistle. That's why he didn't run. So as long Jeez. as he just runs, <laughs> yeah, rookie mistake, literally. But you have to just do things different, but work to the strengths of the guys around you. And also, to me, a huge dose, much more of a dose of Taysom. You know, yeah, he fumbled. It was his first fumble in 33 in 30, years. Um, you know, so Are you that's, sure about that? Yeah, they, they said it. It was for it was. I was surprised too because we were texting saying that he's due for one, but uh, he hadn't fumbled in a long time. So that's not enough to just take carries away from him. Change it up to where whatever they've tried to game plan on defense is is going to be tough to do. Uh, maybe even bring in more tackle eligibles. Uh, you're saying basically line up and try to pound them. Try to pound them, but uh, you're gonna need to just get the ball out in space more to the perimeters, um, you know, with your backs, maybe with Taysom, maybe with Juwan. I mean, shit, uh, Foster hasn't really been targeted in the passing game. They might not be expecting that. Um, You know, use the new personnel to your advantage. They don't have tape on a lot of these guys, so use them in a way they haven't seen before.
1: So they did misspeak about it. He has fumbled. He hasn't lost a fumble in three years. Okay, so, that's but, fair. But he I know fumbled. he's
0: fumbled. He's got those baby hands, even though he's an oversized mutant yeah. caveman. I mean,
1: we all love him, but he's a notorious fumbler. He has like over 30 in his career and on, you know, not that many touches, you know, kind of pretty pretty big, you know, part of his problem as a quarterback was not being able to hold. If you remember when he was the starter for those series of games, it was a fumble every game.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, one, th- one thing I'll add, though, I do have to add this. You have to try to establish the run. I, I was looking at the stats, Lions, Bears. The Bears had 183 rushing yards against the Lions. You know, at least see if you can get the run game to work. In in addition yeah. to everything else I said. You have to at least I, give it a go.
1: I asked you first because that's exactly what I was gonna say. Taysom needs to play 30 snaps. Um I there's no way you abandon Taysom because of that. It's just that's the Saints this year. His one mistake this whole year, in my opinion, other than maybe that one drop that we've talked about extensively was at the complete wrong time, as it's been all year for almost everyone on this team. You know, we're going in for a go-ahead score. He fumbles. It was a horrible time to fumble, but it's literally the first big mistake he's made all year. We're not going to get away from him. And in this game, you know, I think it's one of those games he has to have 12 rushes, four catches, maybe even throw a couple passes just to throw up something different at him. And we have to run the ball thirty-five times this game. We we cannot keep putting their offense back out there. We've got to we've got to limit possessions. We got to do what the Falcons tried to do to us and just you know limit the possessions, hold the ball, play the time possession game. And you know we're going to need one of those Taysom games to win this. You know, Max always says it once a year. He comes out of nowhere and puts up this insane stat line and we win a game because he has nine carries for 102 yards and a touchdown and a receiving touch. You know, we're going to need one of those. I I don't see how we win any other way. Or AK having eight catches and breaking one, you know, and 150 total yards. Uh, There's just no other path to victory than holding the ball, limiting their possessions, and and a heavy dose of Taysom, in my
0: opinion. Yeah, and I'm glad you threw Kamara in there because, you know, for. to me, for them to have a chance of winning this game, aside from having a shit ton of luck, you need Taysom and Kamara to have their game of the season. I think between the two of them, they need to combine for 200, uh, 200 225 rushing and receiving yards. Yeah. You know, and like you said, Taysom needs to throw a couple passes because he's going to have to keep them honest. Because right now, they know we're going to go in there trying to run the ball. But they're going to look at the wide receivers and say, OK, we don't respect any of these guys. They're going to look at the tight end and say, these guys have done jack shit the entire season. We don't respect these guys. And then you also got to factor in Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn came from the Saints before they went to Detroit. So they're familiar with uh, Pete Carmichael's system. They're familiar with some of the personnel. Obviously not all of these guys were on the team when uh, those two were coaching, but they're familiar with what's going on. This is not going to be some new you know, concept for offense that they haven't seen before. So, And vice versa, to a certain extent. To a certain extent. But the the Ben Johnson factor, you know, to me, this is going to be, we're going to get to see what Ben Johnson's made of this week when he starts cooking up all sorts of crazy plays. And uh, my guy, my draft crush, Jameer Gibbs, is going to eat this weekend. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah,
2: I I think if they want to put their money where their mouth is in terms of we're going to do everything we can to correct this, we're going to work really hard. Well, then come up with some completely new packages, some completely new plays, and, and, and stay longer to, to drill them until you get them right in practice this week. I mean, I, I know there's rules about how long they actually can practice and stuff, but just that's how they're going to have any chance. I'm not saying it's going to lead them to definite success, but if they keep showing up with the same plays that they've been showing up with week after week, uh, and just trying to insert new receivers into the same play calls, it ain't gonna work. It's just not. Um, something has to change on the running the running uh, block the run blocking scheme with with the offensive line. I don't know what. I'm not an offensive line coach, uh, but whatever they're doing, they're not getting space for their guys. Um, I mean, I'll say this: they did have some some good in between the tackle runs against Atlanta. They were making some hay, but it's like we said: it was just this inconsistency. Like they would have a a seven yard gain and then followed with like. Two or, you know, two seven yard gains, then follow it with three. Uh, it, it's just gotta, just if you're, if you're gonna do it, like, I mean, god damn it, line up across from him and just punch him in the nose. Just, just do it.
0: Yeah. I thought
1: it was one of our better run blocking games. I was about game, to say, to
0: say that. Camara actually had some room, you know, yeah. and it, it, it's. Well, that's why I corrected myself because I thought about it. I'm like, wait, he did have some, some good runs. The offensive line wasn't, wasn't abysmal.
2: Y- no, no, this you game know, We I were moving the ball. Yeah. I don't think this, the Falcons game was on them, but I think, Whatever they can take from the good in Atlanta, w- from the O line, just take that into 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 the, the game against Detroit because we need to rely on anything that we can perceive to be a strength. It just got to happen.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's going to be fascinating to watch, man. Because look, you know we're a little late in the season for these guys to be rolling out all new packages. I mean, it's it's just not going to happen. That's just well, not the way things happen in not, the NFL? Not all new, but just something, I mean... A, a wrinkle or two, No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know, a few wrinkles here and there, but for the most part, you're not going to catch Detroit off guard in this game with anything you throw out there. Like, they know at the end of the day, like I said a few minutes ago, we're, we're down to the end of the depth chart at wide receiver. The tight ends are awful. The offensive line is underperformed. The running backs have underperformed. The quarterback is underperformed. Like, it is going to be... They know what we're going to do. Yeah. Or what we're going to attempt to do well so in that in that scenario you got to hope taysom or, or camara pops off a big rug, well in that,
2: that scenario it turns into every player on offense car included taysom included alvin included top to bottom has to go back to the sean payton big ass poster they put in that indoor facility and say do your job but it's not just do your job it's do your job every single fucking play no mistakes no penalties they're gonna have some of course but i mean if there's ever a game to do it, it's this one. Because look, if again, we don't think necessarily. I don't think that any of us think we're going to win. But you drop this one, your two games below 500, and all of a sudden that easy, quote unquote, easy schedule, you don't have a lot of confidence going into it. Well, I'm going to tell you yeah, right now. Yeah, if you catch
1: a loss and an Atlanta win this week, uh, you know you can probably write off the season.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's when my question from last episode becomes more and more poignant. And in fact, I think it becomes more and more poignant either each week or after each next loss we have is, you know, what is it that you're trying to do as a team? You know, Well, that, that's not changing. That's not well, going to change but, no
0: matter what, yeah. because the but reality the, is our division is so bad that we. no matter if we lose this right. game, we lose the next week, we lose the next week, I promise you Atlanta will equally fuck up somehow, and we will be yeah. in contention for that championship, division championship, going into the last week of the season. I promise you. And,
1: and even I, if we're think,
0: not, you know, trade deadlines
1: pass. There's nothing to be done here in the last six weeks
0: as far as what are we going to
1: be next year, right? Right. Like it's – It's go for it, and the chips fall where they may. We're not going to tank for a a three higher. Oh no, we're not going to we're not going to tank.
0: But you know, it's like, do you do you start getting if the The, division? They're not going to change any. The the mindset is going to be win the division until the end of the season, no matter what happens in the next. Right, but
2: this question is more to y'all. Not, I mean, we all know we can predict our own front office and organization at this point. But I mean, like you said, Nick, if Atlanta continues to win they have a ridiculous, like easier slate of games coming up than us. Maybe it's going to be tough going up to New York. They have to go to Chicago on uh, the 31st. Maybe the cold weather will affect them. But um, if, the, if the division becomes in a write-off situation, do y'all, do y'all do anything differently? Do you try to put different personnel in there? I, I would, but the Saints are not. So I, I don't I, no, this, that's why
0: I'm asking you. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's me, once, once you're out of the division race and you're not going to win it, I'm throwing in Jake Hayner and I want to see if he's got anything. Sure. I, I know what I know what Jameis is. I, yeah, don't need to see, I, I don't need to see Jameis, but, but this is kind of, but this is kind of a, I mean it's 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 a complete hypothetical, given that the Saints front office is going to do things the complete opposite of how we would do them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They are locked in, for better or worse, they are locked in on the mindset of we are going to win this division. We're going to play to win this division until the very end.
2: Okay, now let me ask you all this: This isn't a hypothetical, but it's it's been thrown out there a lot. Uh, on the the Twitter streets, which are melting with the heat right now, um, do either of y'all think? Okay, knowing that the goal is still win the division, do either of y'all think that Jameis Winston gives you a better chance to do that than Derek Carr? As bad as Derek Carr looked, whatever no. last week, no, and, and I do
1: not.
0: Why? I, I look. Jameis uh, is a turnover machine, and look, it was it was so much fun. I'll be yeah. honest with you, it was so much fun to watch him play in the second half of the Vikings game, because a, I had already written that game off at halftime. Yeah. You know what happened in the first half? I said, this game's over. We're, we're not, we're not coming back and winning this game. Jameis came in, gave me about 20 minutes of just, you know, basically it's like a, a, a mindless summer popcorn movie. You know what I mean? Like you're not expecting an Oscar performance, but you can just go watch a movie and just have a good time and just say, let me just see the fireworks. And that's what Jameis did. He comes in, And it was perfect for him. It plays to his strength. Let me just throw the ball 30 yards at least on every single play. Let me just chuck it up and, as he likes to say, put it in God's hands. Mm -hmm. And look, that was fun to watch. But do I think that he can do that or you can play him from the beginning of the game over the next six weeks and have it be more effective than Carr? No. I think he would be equally as ineffective as Carr is. With that. With
1: this team,
0: you cannot give them extra possessions. Okay, the
1: the only reason these games are close is that we're not really turning the ball over. If if we go to that, I mean, this could get seriously ugly. I mean, that defense yeah, get yeah, worn down really even more yeah. than it is. I, I just don't think it's a good fit. Um, you know, uh,
0: what he yeah, does is, I mean, is a negative. The, the look, one his, thing his, I want Yolo... to Yeah, go ahead. It's
1: fun. It's fun, I it's agree. Fine. But exactly. like it, it would it would be worse for this setup of a team. The one thing I wanted to say yeah. about what Max said, um, as far as the game plan, we're not gonna completely change the game plan. And that's why I think the Taysom, there's a whole Taysom game plan already been here for five years, right? So yeah, they don't have to do a lot different and it could look completely different, you know. So I, I think we all agree this has to be a Taysom game plan no yeah. matter what we're Taysom already Kamara. built in we right we practice these plays this is not a complete change of the offense this is just institute the Taysom playbook and and go
2: yeah and, and execute okay, correctly um but I, right. I i had to ask all the james question just because it's been such a topic i mean more than ever there have been people saying now's the time to to give to give him a shot and he can't be worse than what carr has been doing and and you know but i agree with i do agree with you all because I agree with y'all, except for one thing. I do not think Jameis is fun. I, I think he's no,
0: he's not fun. He <laughs> was fun in that particular half of football, just like yeah. he was fun in the second half of the uh, season opening game against Atlanta in twenty twenty two.
2: It's a big debate off air with like w- with some friends of mine, my buddy Eric, and my brother, and other people too. It's like, but Jameis is fun. I'm like, is it fun losing? Is it fun throwing interceptions? I, 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 and I, I know what you said, like, yeah, that 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 half was, but I think. It's a message that a lot of people say, like, "Oh, but Jameis is so fun," and he's look, he's fun in press conferences. He's fun in the videos he's fun of him sideline, sideline. Side yeah. Like he was doing, uh, he was ludicrous this yeah. past week with Carr just sitting there trying to bob his head, like whatever. But uh, no, it, it, he's not, he's just not the
0: answer. Well, let me and, just say this So, And I think the biggest thing about the Jameis car debate that you're seeing on social media is there's two camps in this, in this, oh, in this debate. People's camps are getting there are the, more and yeah, more. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There are the, there's the car supporters and then there are the Jameis supporters. And these two do not mix.
2: Yeah. And I and don't even are, think we're car supporters.
0: I think we, we I hate car. We call it as I it don't, is. Like it's I love, I love the car signing right. when we sign him, I have. Complete, I do not like Carr at all yeah.
2: anymore. I like, want him
0: off the fucking team as quickly as humanly possible.
2: Yeah. But yeah.
0: I do not want to see Jameis play ahead of Carr. No,
2: I mean, and, it's, and that's the thing. I think the first time, to- a lot of people, when you say, no, Jameis would not be better than Carr right now. The first thing people say is, you really think Carr is that much better than Jameis? Like it wouldn't be, you don't think it would be, it could get well, any worse? Let me and it's say like, It's like, no, that's not the point. It's like, it, it's that, it's not that Carr is so much better than Jameis. Carr is the worst is the best bad option we have right now.
0: Here's the here's the issue. (laughs) Here's the issue with Jameis, and this is where they the Jameis supporters get all of their ammunition. It is from the first five games of the 2021 season Mm -hmm. when he played and Sean Payton was still here. And he had what the four or five touchdowns in week one against the Packers. And I think he threw 13 touchdowns and four interceptions in his five starts. That is the two stat lines. That the Jameis supporters are holding up and holding up over everyone's head, and they're never they're clinging on to it with dear life. And that is what they always will reference whenever the debate of Carr versus Jameis comes the, up. Uh, it's well, he started off with 13 touchdowns and four interceptions in 2021. And he had a hundred and whatever QB rating. The fourth quarter in Atlanta last year is another one. Well, yeah, but they, they also know. in the fourth fourth quarter of Atlanta last year, they neglect to mention that Jameis was complete dog shit for the entire the whole first game.
2: half.
0: <laughs> Basically the first three quarters. He couldn't move the ball. Right. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. But look, once you start playing Yolo ball and you start just chucking it up, I mean, you know, a f- small fraction of the time, the guys are going to catch it, but we know what Jameis is. He's, he's, he's creeping up in 30 years old. This is not a debate that needs to be had anymore. Jameis and Carr are both who they are. Yeah. And honestly, they're not far apart from what each other are. Carr's a, a, a more dependable Jameis but you're not winning shit with either of them. And I agreed that is you said a key word there. It's not a debate
2: that needs to be had, but if you're plugging in, I know, I know you are like it, it, the debate's flying right now. And it's just, to me, yeah, but those people aren't, they're not being real. It's with this not, situation. yeah, it's not the one to have. It's not the one that's going to look, if your goal is still to win the division, that's not what's going to do it for you. Right. Now, look the players, it, there's valid points being made that the locker room, might or does like Jameis more than Carr, that's fine. But that's not what's going to win you the division, you know, is, is likability. And I get it. I get you want to play for a guy that you you feel like you you go out there and, and fight for more, but as much as you like the guy, as much more that you might emotionally want to fight for the guy, uh, if he's the ball's in his hands and he's giving it away, then it, it doesn't matter how much you want to play for him because he's taking the ball out of your hands. You can't do shit.
0: Yeah, and, and again, I don't I don't think we need to have the Jameis versus Carr debate anymore. Yeah, just, you know, I mean, it's I mean, we've beaten this horse, it's far beyond dead. You know, and to answer your original question, what would I do? The second we're out of playoff contention and the division's gone, what I want to do is I want to see Jake Hayner. I want to see if there's anything there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, as well. but we're not going to do it. So it's it's honestly <laughs> It's almost a waste of time to even have that hypothetical. Yeah, but I, th- um,
2: I think the key to victory is not James, but Taysom, and and mixing that in more.
0: Yeah, I think we're all we're all in agreement on what we need to do. Yeah. The recipe for success this week is a hell of a lot of luck, and a hell of a lot of Taysom and Camara. But uh, let's go ahead and move into predictions. Nick, why don't you lead us off? But, can't hear
2: you, bud. But Nick, we can't hear you.
0: There There we go. We got got Nick calling in
2: off-site, so
0: here we go.
1: That was strange. I don't even know what happened. Nick
0: is on location from California getting ready to go eat some crabs. Lucky bastard, but give us your predictions. Crabs in California, world famous. Not
1: false. (laughs) Um, I think it's a loss. Um, You know, our defense hasn't had 30 scored on it this year, except I believe Jacksonville, which was a pick six included there.
0: Uh, I think this this is the
1: game. Yeah, I think it's the game that it happens. Uh, I must say they get us for 31, 31 to 20. Um, Our defensive MVP, if you want to call it that this week, I'm going to say DeMario has 12 tackles because they're gashness in the run and he's getting a lot of meaningless tackles downfield, five and six, seven yards. Um, offensively, I'm going to say it's Taysom because I think that's our only chance to win. And I'll say he goes for hundred total yards and a touchdown. And I would say the only way we can flip that script is a plus two turnover, um, in our favor. You know, we've got to get golf two to three times if we're going to have any chance of winning this game with, with that Taysom-Kamara game we discussed. So I think it would take all of that for us to win this game. So I'm saying double-digit loss um, with a Taysom-focused offense.
0: Yeah, I uh, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you, prediction-wise. Um, I'm saying they hang up 40 on us. This Ooh. is this is this is going to be the game. I don't want to say the wheels fall off, but the wheels are going to be uh, hanging on for dear life after this game. So I think uh, let's go ahead and say they get 41. And I'm gonna say we get uh let's go with thirteen. We somehow we we scrape into a touchdown. It's either mm-hmm. gonna be Taysom or Camaro. One of them's gonna pop off a, a a long run late in the game when they're in uh, prevent somehow. I don't know. We'll we'll get a late touchdown somehow. But uh offensive MVP, I agree with you. I mean it's gonna be Taysom one way or the other. He's gonna have to He's going to get more touches this this game than he has all season, and you know as well he should. Uh, defensive MVP, there will not be one, so I'm going to go ahead and pick a Lions MVP instead, and it's going to be Jameer Gibbs. He's going to light us the fuck up. Well, you got to pick a Lions
2: defensive MVP, right? No,
0: I'm going to pick an offensive guy because it's going to railroad <laughs> our defense so bad that there's not going to be a defensive MVP. There's going to be the okay, offensive okay. MVP for the Lions. I think so a, that's
2: fun. a, I think that's a first in the 28 to three podcast history where the
0: yeah, actually, you know what? Let me let me add a little color to it. I'm going to go ahead and say Jameel Gibbs has uh, 175 total yards, two touchdowns. One
2: said 175 total.
0: Total, two touchdowns. But uh Coy, what you got for your predictions? All right. Um Yeah, so I'm
2: uh I'm picking a loss. I mean, it, A, I don't like our prospects, but B, I think I have to if y'all are both picking the same thing, I kind of have to pick the same thing at this point so I don't fall too much further down in the standings.
0: Um, well, no, you should, take, you should take the opposite. No,
2: unless I'm sure of it. Unless I'm, uh, you know, if, this isn't the one to do that. Maybe, you know, the
0: Pan- maybe next week.
2: Panthers, Giants could be one if y'all pick the same thing. But uh,
0: yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you know, I'm not picking them to win the rest of the year. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and lay that All out right, for so you so be, you have a game plan and a roadmap. So to, you're saying
2: uh, there's a chance.
0: Yeah, so if you want to go ahead and mount a comeback, you know what I'm picking. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah,
2: I, I, I don't. What are the Falcons? Uh, was it 20? We lost twenty. Uh, twenty six, uh, 24, 15. So, I'm gonna say the Lions get 28. I don't think it's gonna be quite the barn burner. I think, uh, I think the defense like we said they they do their best to affect golf uh maybe DA who hasn't called up many blitzes at all this year dials up some more blitzes and uh we can hold our own in the defensive backfield but uh i'm going i, I still think the offense struggles um or maybe they have a good first half and struggle in the second somewhere
0: they hit a wall in there so it's going to be 28 to 17 lions just, is- just just so you know we have three offensive touchdowns in the last 32 possessions I know one of them is Taysom throwing the ball and two of them are Jameis throwing the ball.
2: Yeah, but we'll, we'll get to 17. Uh, even, but there might even be a defensive, uh, touchdown or defensive contributing touchdown in there. Um, my saints, offensive MVP. God, this sucks. <laughs> um, Kirkwood? I mean, better chance than ever, right now. Can't a- get with Kirk T. Perry. Can't get with Kirkwood. Lynn Bowden.
1: Um, on, on reverses
2: <laughs> i'm i'm gonna go against my better judgment go camara um it should be a taysom heavy game but i would hope my hope is that camara you know sees what they got on the other side of the field has some motivation the offensive line continues their uh you know pretty decent play and and gets them some blocks uh, to get him some room on both running and passing plays, so you I'm going to go quite the optimist this week. Well, I'm predicting the loss, so it's got to come from somewhere. Um, defensive MVP in this one is going to be uh, I'm going to go with Paulson and Debo. Uh, he's you know, Golf will likely have time to get some balls out there. To uh, he's going to try to. I don't think he's going to be afraid of Debo like he would Lattimore, so he's going to throw it to their top guy, and uh, I think a Debo's up to the task. At least get some pass defenses. Doesn't mean he's not going to allow at least a touchdown, but I think you're going to see a good game out of Paulson, so he's my defensive MVP.
0: I feel like Jamison Williams is going to is going to tease me. He's been sitting on my fantasy bench for the uh, the last two seasons now. I feel like he's going to pop a long run on somebody.
2: Well, we said it last week. We said you know the one thing after the whole preview podcast we did talk about with the Falcons was like, Hey, we're, we haven't really talked about Bijan that much. What if this is the game that he goes crazy? He didn't go crazy, but he had a damn good game against the saints. And yeah. So, and you saw so Jameson might, maybe this is the Jameson
0: game. Well, yeah. you, you saw how Bijan, you know, when the, uh, the, the one good play that Ritter actually made when he threw the touchdown to Bijan, if those guys yeah. have trouble keeping up with Bijan, they have no shot of keeping up with Gibbs. Cause Gibbs is effectively a wide receiver just as much as he has a running back. So it's going to be interesting to watch. There's yeah. a lot of speed on that offense.
2: You cannot be putting linebackers on them at any point. Yeah. At any point. Yeah.
0: So, uh, before we wrap it up, any closing thoughts? Nick, you got anything else? or
2: No, not really. Let's just pray
1: something lucky happens.
0: Pray. Grab yeah. your rosary. Luck. I mean, in
2: every play, they have to execute. If, if people are making mistakes, that's it. That's, that's Yeah, you pretty
0: much got to be flawless. Yeah. Zero
1: turnovers, one or two penalties max. I mean, it's all got to be... You know, which is not our mo as we know. So, I mean, it all has to be flawless this week for them to have a chance.
2: Yeah, so basically, we have to see a team that we don't recognize, but in a good way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we're basically praying for a miracle and throwing up a hail mary. So, let's see what happens. But uh, until next week, who dat? Who dat? What a cut!